If you enjoyed podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Nurse Wellness Podcast, hosted by Wendy Garvin Mayo, focuses on the power of stress management and how it's foundational to being your best, doing your best, and giving your best. There's a wonderful episode that you should check out called Letting Go, where Wendy Garvin Mayo shares six strategies to release control and manage stress effectively. Check out Nurse Wellness Podcast on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com. I'm Tara Bradner, and this is Hopeful Hints, an infertility podcast where you will receive quick, hopeful hints to guide you through infertility. Here, you will find education, inspiration, and most importantly, find peace as you walk through this journey to fulfill your family vision. Welcome to Hopeful Hints. I'm your host, Dr. Tara Bradner, and today we're going to talk about a topic that comes up so often with my patients. When can I conceive after experience a miscarriage? I want to begin by saying, if you have experienced a miscarriage, I am so sorry for your loss. We need to acknowledge this as a loss. So let's review before we get started. Miscarriage occurs in one in four pregnancies. It is common to experience feelings of grief, confusion, shock, anger, anxiety, truly any feeling that comes to surface because it is a loss. It deserves to be acknowledged as one and mourned, which means working through the stages of grief. For me, I was preparing and making life-changing plans within days of knowing I was pregnant. This is a life-changing situation. I called my counselor within two weeks after having a miscarriage because I recognized feelings of grief that were occurring. And I'm a huge promoter of seeking mental health care if you are finding yourself having a hard time coping with this loss. So when can you conceive? The best answer I have is when you feel ready as a couple. The stipulation would be is, of course, if your medical provider tells you otherwise due to some medical findings. Other than that, you may start tracking your cycle and trying to conceive after your next period following a loss. The American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists, a woman can ovulate as soon as two weeks after a miscarriage if it occurs within the first 13 weeks of pregnancy. At times, your healthcare provider may recommend avoiding sex for two weeks after a miscarriage in order to prevent infection. Especially if you are still bleeding, you're going to want to avoid sex, or really anything vaginal. I want to use this as an opportunity to encourage you to advocate for your health care. So if your medical provider gives you a timeline or a reason why you should wait longer or tells you to wait for other reasons, really ask them to explain why. Ask them, are there medical reasons why I should wait? Why are you giving me this time frame? If they have no specific reason, ask if they can provide you with data or research that indicates waiting for a certain time frame is recommended. If you are not given any medical reasons, then the answer truly is when you are ready to start. For those that experience an ectopic, it's common to be told to wait after two menstrual cycles. However, there's no true official consensus from the medical community on how far to space out your next attempts of four conception following a miscarriage. This is where I am going to insert though, if you've experienced two or more miscarriages, please consult your medical provider to receive a workup. 
I want to recommend you head to the notes section for today's podcast and download my free checklist I've made for those of you who have experienced a miscarriage, or you can find it on the freebie section of my website and use this as a tool to help you better navigate these visits and questions with your healthcare provider. So there's one study I found from ACOG that did say a small study showed no benefit to delay conception after an early pregnancy loss. It did state that abstaining from vaginal intercourse for one to two weeks after the passage of your pregnancy tissue is recommended in order to reduce infection, but this is not an evidence-based recommendation. So the common concerns that go along with that is infection or if you're having ongoing bleeding, some women experience anemia. We want you to avoid hot tubs or soaking for long periods of time or inserting anything vaginal immediately following a miscarriage. This includes tampons from stopping a bleed. Once again, this is just recommended to prevent any infection. So what's the chance of a miscarriage happening again? Some studies have shown that two consecutive miscarriages indicates that your chance of miscarrying again increases to about 28%. This is increased further to 43% if you've had three or more back-to-back or consecutive miscarriages. One study found that the chance of pregnancy actually increased immediately following a miscarriage. And then we looked at a different study that showed the opposite findings and found that Women took longer to get pregnant after a miscarriage. Let's just say it's inconclusive and truly is an individualized number. The chance of conception after a miscarriage depends on your medical history and situation. There's no website, no research or magical calculation that we can use that'll tell us your chance because each miscarriage happens for its own reason. This is why I'm so passionate about you receiving a full workup after two miscarriages, or if you feel something isn't right, if you had one miscarriage. So you can truly rule out any causes and improve your chance of having a future pregnancy sooner. My recommendation is to start tracking your cycle using things such as ovulation predictor kits or working with a healthcare provider or a coach who truly understands how to help you improve your chance of conception, help you track your cycles better, and can just really provide that additional support for you. I want you to sit down with your partner and discuss these questions. How are you feeling emotionally? How is your partner feeling emotionally? Because this is different. Truly, my husband and I were on two different pages emotionally and going forward with a plan following our miscarriage. How will I feel if I don't get pregnant right away? What are some tools and coping techniques and things you can add to your self-care routine to help you better deal with what you've just went through and moving forward? What if I have another miscarriage? Do I have a plan in place? Do I have a good support system from friends and loved ones and your place of work? I advocated at my small healthcare facility to be able to take time off of work following a miscarriage, following a failed embryo transfer. Because I realized even in my small place of work, there was multiple women experiencing the same thing I had been through and it was approved. So advocating to your place of work to acknowledge miscarriage as loss and failed embryo transfer as loss. I want you to ask yourself, have you been able to talk about your miscarriages with others? There is healing in sharing. And I truly found a connection with others who had been there before me. I had found patients of mine who were in their 50s opening up to me and providing a source of healing and support for me once they knew what I had been through. I want to state again as we close today 
that this decision truly is in your time. Take time to heal physically and mentally after experiencing miscarriage. Know that I'm always here for you. I hope you find support in somebody. And if it isn't someone close to you, know that you can find it with me. Head to today's show notes to download a checklist that I've created to help you better navigate miscarriage and care following a miscarriage. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Hopeful Hints. I'll see you back here next week, Tuesday. If you enjoy podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Nurse Wellness Podcast, hosted by Wendy Garvin Mayo, focuses on the power of stress management and how it's foundational to being your best, doing your best, and giving your best. There's a wonderful episode that you should check out called Letting Go, where Wendy Garvin Mayo shares six strategies to release control and manage stress effectively. Check out Nurse Wellness Podcast on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com.